Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and wealth. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money. We'll do our best to build a solid foundation, define some complicated terms, and of course, help everybody understand. Our goal is to help you build wealth. Vando. Oh, just me? That you? Okay. How about, right. how about yourself and the rest of the oh, readers? Oh, of course. All or of us, not the readers, us. but the But I'm only here for you. I'm only here for you. Oh, man. well, well. Thank you. Thank you. Feel very, uh, very, feel very appreciated today. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It is important to note here, however, that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general... I was going to say general entertainment, but yeah, this is yeah, entertainment. Much yeah. <laughs> Actually, just uh, if you guys can just take this as just general uh, financial advice, that would be great. Um, again, just don't think that we are official financial advisors. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, Van, I'm going to tell you something today. What's that? Okay. We're going to make <laughs> – this is my Australian edition of how we're going to make this money feel like to you. What's that? So, you know how you, when you go on an airplane flight – and mm-hmm. you're trying to find that right, nice place to get your nap in or your sleep in. Right? You, you can sleep on an airplane? I, I don't know if I can. Oh, well, the people who can. Okay. <laughs> We're going to try to make finance and money feel like that nice place on the airplane that you can find some peace and quiet so that you can have an enjoyable flight. Oh, you're, talk, you're talking about first class then. Oh, first class. <laughs> That's right. But, Van, where are we today? We are in the land down under. Oh, the yeah. down under. Apologize for my uh, bad Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. We have taken the we have taken the show on the road. We our have. first international edition. We're very excited. And uh, just want to let you know that we're actually right next to a construction site. That's so right. if you hear all these noises, um, nothing we can do about it. Yeah, <laughs> just suck it up. Guys. Exactly. <laughs> it's not that bad. Mm. But uh, yeah, we're very excited. We're here in Australia. Uh, we landed a, f- a few days ago. Right, and right, right in the land of Melbourne. Melbourne. Not That's Melbourne, right. but right. Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people always seem to get it wrong, us Americans. But uh, so far, how's been the trip, Ben? It's been an interesting trip so far. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we had some issues at the airport, as That's you true. know. We, That's uh, right. we were held up because my youngest one, um, I believe I called her, what did I call her? Eleanor. Right? Eleanor. <laughs> Eleanor did not have a plane ticket, apparently. Ah, that's right. And it took us about uh, almost like two hours to get our plane ticket, to get onto the plane and everything, actually. She was trying to stow away in the, in the cabin, I Exactly, guess. right? And then when we got to the airport in, in Melbourne, I, I have to say Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> Uh, the immigration officer thought it was some sort of terrorist because they set us aside. And it's actually set me aside personally because everybody else was done with their immigration. And they were asking me all these questions, whether if I was a terrorist or not. But, yeah. <laughs> they did not ask you <laughs> they, they did. They, did. Oh, they pretty much did. I mean, I know they used their um, – they had to use certain languages to make, make sure that I didn't, they didn't ask me directly. But I could tell in between the lines. That's right. You were, <laughs> you were pretty much held up for quite a bit. Yeah. I was behind you. You were. And, and we, I got through before you did. You did. You did. See, it's pretty funny. See? Oh, boy. Yeah. Just, uh, just needed this close for my cavity shirts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So – uh, we're excited, though. We're, we brought the equipment on the road, and what we're going to do today really is talk a little bit about our financial updates right. uh, on some of the goals that Van and I had set, uh, I want to say, what, probably a, at least a few months ago. Yeah, it's, I think it's, uh, it's well over six months, let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, that's right. But uh, before we get into that, I, you know, I wanted to, because we're on the road, I think one topic we wanted to just briefly touch upon is, you know, Van, when you travel, um, and I know this time is... 
this is one of the bigger trips, right, that you've mm-hmm. taken since you've had your since you've had Eleanor. Right. Um, and now so you have two kids. All both kids came on this uh, on this trip. Uh, that was a that was a crazy flight, by the way. <laughs> yes. I was there with you, my friend. Yes. But Van was a trooper, I have to say. He uh, he took care of both like a like a like a boss. <laughs> well, I don't well, it was mostly my wife, but <laughs> I gotta give more, more her more credit. Um yeah. But Van, when you travel like this, do you consider budgeting? How do you handle money and finances when you're traveling abroad? Because obviously, you know, bank account, uh, sorry, uh, bank access isn't as readily available. Um, you're not carrying a lot of cash, that type of stuff. How do you budget when you're traveling or what is your approach? Well, let's put it this way. So for the big ticket items like the uh, plane tickets and hotels mm-hmm. and all that stuff, I mean, I think you can easily budget for that because that's usually a set price sure. that you already know, right? Um, what Where it comes kind of complicated is when you get here and you don't know how much food costs, you don't know right. all the unexpected expenses and things like that. Because I can tell you, we're only a couple of days in and there's already all the, these unexpected costs, right? Yeah. What so, are some of those unexpected costs? Like, like for instance, uh, for instance, I think I thought that when I called T-Mobile, um, I have T-Mobile as my um, you know carrier, yeah. and they said that oh yeah, you can have internet you know across the seas, no problem, blah blah blah, right? But when I got here, I mean, you get you do have internet. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's really slow, so you can't really you could barely use it just to uh, even when I try to navigate anywhere, it's barely useful for that. So which meant that I had to go out and get a uh, wireless hotspot, oh, and then yeah. and and things in Australia here. I mean, keep in mind, even though the exchange rate is is pretty good, uh, yeah. it's still everything is still pretty expensive. That's I would right. say compared to uh, the, the states. So, I mean, it's the little things like that that pops up. We had a burger the first day. We did. I mean, it wasn't a, a traditional burger, I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Mm-hmm. But the meal cost, it was a combo, it was 18 Australian dollars. Exactly, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Right. But, um, but no, I mean, that totally makes sense. But there is there is no tip or anything like that, which is great. No, and then true. all the prices that you see in, in Australia, it's kind of like, you know, you don't have to figure it, factor in taxes or any of that crap, right? That's it's nice. just the price you see is the price you pay. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. So how do you handle – so basically when you're saying – what you're saying is when it comes to budgeting when traveling, it's just – you just kind of have to budget for some unexpected costs, right? right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like those costs are done or do you feel like they're still going to happen over the next <laughs> I, week or so? I, it's totally going to happen over oh, yeah. the next week, right? Because – well, let's put it this way. Going to the airfare and the hotels and things like that, you can easily use uh, credit card points or uh, plan to use those uh, credit card bonus points and so forth so that you can either subsidize your flights or even pay for them um, wholeheartedly. Yeah. So I think for – even for our flights, I don't know if you were the same way, but I would say about 90% of our airfare was already taken care of just yeah, by points. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> On and the, the chase points, right? And, and then the um, and then the uh, for hotel. I mean, I think we paid out of pocket, but I think for you, Kevin, you had used plenty That's of your right. points, right? Well, it was more of an emergency usage, but right, yeah. But uh, to your point, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's all about trying to find little ways to uh, cover some of those costs right. um, as best you can. But to your point, I, I've had unexpected expenses as well, and I feel like a lot of times when you're traveling, you're a little, you kind of have to go outside of your budget sometimes. Um, you try not to, right. but at the same time, it's like you're only going to be in Australia every so often. Exactly, and you know and, there are certain experiences. And it's not. I mean, the, I mean, pretty much. I have to say, everything about Australia is expensive. I mean, the the flight here is expensive. Yep. The hotels are not that cheap, and yep. the um, once you get here, everything is not cheap either. So you have to. Uh, it's not something that I would say if somebody somebody who's in debt and so forth, I would not recommend this trip. Yeah, exactly. uh, something that uh, I would totally recommend if you were more financially sound and you were not in debt and so forth. Yeah, right? yeah. agreed. Because you don't want to add this trip. You don't want to make this trip more of a financial burden to yourself. Right. Right. 
Well, perfect. But yeah. you know, uh, just thinking, yeah. just thinking aloud, we should have a travel hacking episode because yes. we're, we're talking about points and all this stuff. But yeah. we should really co- go over. I mean, keep in mind, I am very, um, I'm very much of a novice when it comes to this role, sure. uh, this type of topic. But it's something that I, if if I can figure out how to um, fly to Australia for free, then I think other people can do it as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that'd be a really good episode. Right. I know we did the money hacking, which we touched lightly upon upon. Um, travel and, and things like that but right. we can do one specifically about travel i think that'd be mm-hmm. uh, interesting for our in- listeners right well cool let's get into the meat of the episode van uh this episode is going to be fairly uh straightforward uh basically it's going to be an episode where van and i provide a quick update on what we've been doing all right it's more uh, of a check-in right? more of a check-in yeah. that's right and so the goal really of this this episode is less to share about new information, but more to kind of keep everybody updated. And that's yeah. really what we wanted to keep doing. This is where people are going to stop and delete the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> no. no keep, but, keep listening. But keep in mind, this is this is also a journey for Kevin and I yep. as well, right? So we really want to continue to let you know what where we are in this financial journey as well. Yeah. Because I know everybody ha- else has their own financial goals and so forth, um, if you have financial goals, it, um, actually. But we just want to let you know what where we are at. So that way... A lot of things that we talk about, you know, we, we, we preach, we try to practice a lot of things we preach and we yep. just want to, you know, demonstrate that in, on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, obviously the, the details of our financial journey are not going to be the same as yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea behind this is we hope that you can pull bits and pieces of, you know, what we're, what's working, what's not working for us and how we adjust and really look at it more of a high level process than it is the actual details. Because right. unless you're doing exactly what we're trying to do, it's probably not going to be exactly applicable sure but the idea and the approach can be um you know kind of been taken over to your own uh personal financial situation right so van uh Let's start with you. Sure. Does that sound good? Um, so what we're going to do first is let's remind the listeners of our financial goals, man. I, I know you had a few that you had laid out when we did an inside look at Van's world. Um, wow. So can you remind everybody what your goals were at the time? Sure. So the first goal I had in mind was the uh, we, my wife and I wanted to, want to be financially independent within 10 years. Yep. So right now we are 35. So by the time we're 45, we want to be in a place where we don't even have to work, essentially. Um, doesn't mean that we're going to stop working at 45. Right. It's just whether, you know, it's just at that point, it's just we don't, we, we both do not have to work. Well, how would you define financially independent, like in your eyes? I mean, it, it's pretty simple. It's, yeah. it's just not, um, you have enough in your savings to sustain you for the rest of your life. Got it. So that, you know, you don't need a job or anything like that. Or I think having a job when you're financially independent is really just a bonus at that point, Got it. right? Just cherry on how everything, pretty much your, all your debts are paid. Pretty um, much. You pretty much are just, and then even if you worked or didn't work, you would be, be able to just kind of continue your lifestyle the Exa- way it is. Exactly. I mean, you can technically just uh, get a job at Target or even a minimum wage job, yeah. and that would be enough to sustain you after that, Got essentially. It. Okay. And then, so that totally makes sense. So we'll, we'll do the updates on where you are afterwards. Let's sure. just lay out the, the goals. Sure. Uh, number two is, uh, again, um, with the... Being financially independent in ten years, that means I have to pay off my house in ten years as well. That's right. So um, that you know, that's number two. Number three is to fully fund the kids' undergraduate education. 
Um, both so kids. both kids, mm-hmm. right? Eleanor and Heather. Heather. <laughs> yes, Heather. Heather. That's right. Yes. And the fourth one is uh, I want to teach my kids how to properly use money um, because oh, that's right. I I, remember this. Actually, a, a little note about that. My wife has sent me. I hadn't. I didn't finish this article yet because it was like super long. But yeah. she, she had basically sent me an article from the Huffington Post that hmm. explained how. Millennials are screwed <laughs> at oh. this moment and that they're at a such disadvantaged state. And as I was reading this, it, it seemed very doom and gloom, but I could pick out a few things in that article that I could say. I mean, it's of course, if you're like an art major and or you pick sure. things or you're not a college educated person, then you'll be very disadvantaged, which I think that's not that's not anything new. Right. Yeah. But it just kept, for me, it just seemed like it kept, kept focusing on a lot of those points. And I feel like if um, I'll touch on it a little bit later, yeah. but it just seemed. I feel like it seemed a little do- too doom and gloom for yeah. me. <laughs> do you feel like, did you agree with a lot of it? Or I, I agree with a like, macroeconomic point of view yeah. because they were talking about certain things where, um, for instance, like we talked about college, right? Like yeah. The price of college uh, has right. risen so much and it seems right. uns- unsustainable. And I I, um, I agree with those points. But when it comes to like, oh, there's nothing that we can do about it as millennials, um, I think that's BS. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, because there are things you can do about it. It's just whether or not people are willing to take um, – to be serious about yep. things like that, right? Agreed. Yeah. But in any case, um, that again, that, that's my fourth goal is to really teach my kids that this it's not a doom and gloom world yep. out there. There's things you can do to um, be, be wealthy and well off and so forth, right? Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, perfect. Uh, so those are kind of the goals. So right. uh, I can walk through a little bit of my goals. Sure. Um, mine yeah. were pretty simple, man, and you knew this. Yeah. Um, and everybody probably remember this. But mine was very much what? Van's number two goal was. I don't know if it's within 10 years, but it's about trying to pay it off within 10 to 13 years. That's really where I was. Uh, Paying off the home, making extra mortgage payments each month, uh, which hasn't been easy, I have to admit. Um, And then my second goal was I wanted to get better at budgeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, I was still using – or I – Currently, I am still using You Need a Budget or YNAB. Um, this is very, very first inaugural kind of program that mm. required a lot of manual entry. But Wait, do you still use it every single month? I do. Wow, that's, that's, still, that's still something I want to do. That's still really good. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, well, I appreciate that, man. Uh, but it, <laughs> it's becoming cumbersome, I have to say, because there's all these new tools out there. Uh, but I'll talk a little bit about you know, kind of where I am on those two. So really, those are my two main goals, um, and we'll kind of give an update. Um Van, let's go back to you again. Sure. Um, now that we've kind of laid out the goals, I'd love to hear from you. You know, let's walk through each of your points. How have you done on them? And, you know, kind of what strategies have you utilized? What has worked? What hasn't worked? Let's start with your first point. You, you wanted to be financially independent in 10 years. Right. Do you feel like that's still, you're on track for that? Has that changed since over the last six months? Yeah, I would say it's, uh, we're at, currently we're right on track on it. Nice. Because we've been sa- um, hitting our savings goal every single month. And nice. even our investments this year, um, I think has risen We've earned about twenty percent. Nice. So it's just it's nice. so this year has been a pretty good year for yeah. us. Um, but from a at least from a financial standpoint, yeah. from a sleep and everything else, <laughs> well, and health wise, nice, right? I'm not sure. But from a financial standpoint, we're we're really good about that. So Van, even with the arrival of Eleanor, mm. it, did it impact maybe? So it was more almost less of an impact than you maybe even had imagined it, on this goal. Because I remember that was one of the un- uncertainties about. You know, it might be oh, there's other costs involved. Et right for for Eleanor, it, it's it definitely is a cost impact. But it's, again, we're still trying to you know save and so forth. I mean, f- fortunately, my wife and I we make uh, decent income, yeah. so um, that's that's helped us along the way. So because 
because we had a pretty big buffer in our savings beforehand, um, when okay. Eleanor came along, it, you know, we just used to utilize some of that buffer. Nice. So, um, from, from a lifestyle standpoint, we, it didn't really change from, you know, from day to day. I mean, of course, lifestyle from a sense that there's another kid in a household yeah. that you have to sure. <laughs> care for. Yeah. That, that's, that's definitely changed. But as from a financial standpoint, it didn't really impact us that much. I oh, would say. wow. Nice. Yeah. But what, by the time when Eleanor goes into daycare as well, with, oh, I with see. um, with, Heather, I have to always, Heather. I always have to take a quick pause for that. We're going to write these names on yeah. the card and be like, man, remember. Exactly. The, you know, when that happens, then I think it's going to take a little bit more of a drain and I don't think we can save as much. But then again, you know, right now we're still maxing out our 401k, maxing nice. out our Roth IRA and so forth. And, um, as a matter of fact, I'm looking into the, uh, the mega backdoor Roth IRA that we talked oh, right. about, right? Yeah. Um, I actually confirmed with my, my, uh, work that I can't contribute more than, um, the max, which is nice. 18,000. Oh, I cannot. Oh, actually. you cannot. Oh. But, but my, for my wife's job, I know you can, but I'm not sure if you can do the uh, in-service distribution. I see. To to do the conversion. Um, so that's something that I've asked my wife, but she's been pretty busy lately. Yeah. So I, I don't want to keep Mother bugging her two, about I that. Suppose. Mother of two. And she, you know, she has that gnarly commute and, yeah. <laughs> and her, her work is pretty busy as well. So and folks, if you don't know what the mega backdoor Roth that Van just mentioned, there's an episode for that. It's the second part of the IRA. Yeah. Part two, uh, part two. That's yep. right. So Roth IRA part two. That's right. Look at, look for that. Yeah. All right. Um, but well, let me ask you this, Van. When it comes to, you know, following up on your goals mm-hmm. uh, and really following the plan, did you feel like, in, in some ways, what, I, what I'm hearing from you is that you feel like the impact with Eleanor is really going to come more on the daycare side as opposed to the birth, almost like the first few, uh, because, you know, basically within the first year. So you, right. you're anticipating a potential impact on that, or do you feel like it's still going to be, it will be an impact, but you're still going to be able to stay on your goals? I think it's, it depends on our, our well, Let's put it this way. If our income stays the same, then mm-hmm. I think the impact will be minimal. But let's say if one oh, of our, imp- if our, sure. if our, you know, if one of us loses a job or you know, one of us takes a major pay cut or something like that, then it. it's definitely going to impact Got our it. 10 year goal right here. For right? Sure. But if, if this is assuming that our income stays the same or, you know, we get some raises, you know, here and there um, in the future. But, cool. but I would say more than likely, yeah, when Eleanor does go into daycare, it would take some, some hit. That's Got for it. Sure. Yeah. Very good. Well, that's great, Van. Uh, do you feel like you're going to, you know, are, are there certain strategies you're employing to do this? Or is this pretty much just saying, you know, stay the course, uh, really not going to change anything over the next year? Well, at, at the moment, we're just staying the course because yep. my wife and I, we live pretty frugally. I mean, I, I don't know if I you agree. agree with that. I so, completely agree. So I, <laughs> I mean, I think you've seen my net worth. I think you, yep. you know what that yep. is. And yet, even um, even then, I still penny pinch and I do yes. all this stuff and I yes. just I complain about <laughs> $5. I'm like, oh. Like, I was talking about how we were in line um, at the customs and some guy behind me borrowed, oh, my, right. borrowed my pen. And <laughs> it was one of my great, my you know, one of my favorite pens from work. And again, it was, it was a free pen. But yet when I turn around and he, I didn't see him anymore. I, I was pretty upset, genuinely upset, yes. thinking that, oh. Folks, I, I, I can attest to this. This is very true. He's been griping about this pen for three days. <laughs> yeah. And to the point where I, yesterday I went to the store, my wife and I bought him a new pen. It's not, it's probably not his favorite pen, but... Anything to be like, man, I got you. I got you, man. Right. No, but, uh, no, but I think that's really good, though. I mean, it's, it just shows you basically that 
you know, obviously it, it takes work to continue to be on track, right? right? And uh, so no big changes in terms of how you're going to no. attack that. I mean, I have to say because of the the holiday season, we've been spending a lot more than anticipated. But that's that's pretty typical of us, I would say, sure. that you know, between, I would say, from – November, let's say Black Friday till December, we do spend quite a bit more. But come January on forward, um, it's usually pretty. Uh, we usually spend a lot less during those months. Got it. Okay. Well, let's switch gears to paying off the house, and maybe we can talk about both of our goals at the same time. Sure. This is very similar. Um, you actually, know, why don't you start with yours? Because sure, I think it'll, it'll be good to hear your yeah, your absolutely. wonderful voice. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to hear my voice. Um, yeah, so again, reminder, my goal is to, of course, make extra payments each month. Um, and so far, so good. Um, you know, I, I had been making that extra about 3000 a month, mm-hmm. just putting, just attacking the mortgage every single month. Um, and I will admit, seeing that amount go out of my bank account every month is somewhat draining. Is it? <laughs> um, because you're just like, oh, man, like, there's really... You know, I think, you know, my, my wife and I, we make decent income as well, mm-hmm. um, and... But at the same time, when you're paying extra mortgage, you don't feel – I know I'm fortunate I'm able to make those payments mm-hmm. and reduce the interest on on, on the length of the loan um, or the life of the loan. But at the same time, it feels like, man, you're still having – especially when I'm budgeting a lot. You're right. like penny pitching a lot of these things and you know, with travel for this trip especially, it's like – you, know, you, you do pay a lot out of pocket that you oh, yeah. probably didn't budget for. Um, and to your point, unexpected expenses here. Uh, we needed, you know, like same thing. We need internet access. Right, SIM cards and SIM so cards. Right. And, you know, that costs money. Um, just eating out and, and, and stuff like that. It's just it wasn't as much as it, it was. It's a lot more than I had anticipated mm-hmm. necessarily um, spending right off the bat. But at the same time, it's because I know a lot of the disposable right now is going towards the mortgage, right? right? So the, the buffer that I used to have um, on in a month-to-month basis has is kind of gone. Um, so when you're, you know, basically 60% of the, the our paychecks are just going straight into the wow, mortgage. Wow, 60%. Yeah, that's, it's, that's pretty aggressive. It's, it's, it's a lot, and I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I don't know if I'm going to have to start changing that okay. because what we had was we had a big kind of nest egg that outside of our emergency savings um, – that I was using to help supplement it every month. Okay. I knew this day would come, Ben, mm-hmm. where I was going to start running out because I you basically used that up, right? sure, the, the sure. nest egg. So now it's about really feeling the pinch. Oh, In the past few months, I would be like, oh, oh I was at 2000 and right. then I was just like, oh, I'll borrow from the uh, <laughs> borrow from my little nest egg. Right, right. Once you shepherd down 1000 over here. Um, and the next thing you know, but as that happens, I knew that I was planning for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to start deciding, well, do I – you know, do I continue to be as aggressive as I have sure. been, or do I say, "Hey, you know what? Let me let me take a step back and say maybe we can just do two thousand because okay. th- that won't impact the number of years too much." Right? You might think it would, but like I was surprised, it shaves off about a year and a half. Okay, if you go from two to three, but a year and a half is still pretty. Exp- uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's still significant, right? Because if you could say to yourself that, "Hey, um, a year from if I can p- finish paying off today versus a year and a half from now, then that's still pretty huge, yeah, right?" I but totally agree. but to your point, when you look at it from a long term, it's, it's it seems it's, pretty minuscule. Exactly. Yeah. And to your point, I, I still want to maintain. I just have to figure out how do I make up some of that extra income. Sure. Um, and then, like I recently downloaded OfferUp. Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, try to sell some of my junk around the house. Yeah. And that's been pretty fun because I know you use that pretty good. I, I, pretty used, often, right? I have used it. And um, 
So my first experience wasn't that great because I've run into some uh, rude buyers yeah. who, 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 who uh, basically Jerks. insulted me and said that, you know, uh, you know, he basically offered like 10% of what I was asking for and then <laughs> continued to berate me. That's to say, like, oh, I'm, I'm being stupid for not selling yeah. it. But in any case, I'm, uh, it sounds like you didn't have that experience. Well, I haven't sold anything yet, okay. I have to admit. So I, I, I just downloaded before our trip. Gotcha. going to start taking some stuff. Um, but stuff like that, I think mm. we're going to try – uh, I know that that's obviously not going to make a thousand dollars any month, but it's just about trying to say, well, how do we conserve? But to your point, it's like I think once the holiday season is over, once this tr- this trip is you know coming towards an end, mm-hmm. um, I would imagine a lot of their expenses will start becoming more regular. If right. that makes sense, um, and I th- I'm really confident that we can make up that amount each month. It's right. that I don't think it's undoable, uh, like uh, impossible, but, but it just takes some time. But you know when you when I post things on the offer up and I start selling things, it just makes me realize that hey, I just buy too much crap, right? Agreed. So it's it's totally um, it's almost agreed. an exercise to say that hey, if if I'm spending this much effort to get rid of stuff, then why am I accumulating all this junk at the totally same time, agree. right? Totally, agree. I, I, I a lot of times I walk around like my house mm-hmm. um, and I just wish I'm like man, I wish. I could just return this right, to the money right. that I had. It was like, what a <laughs> stupid, stupid purchase. Sure. But to your point, I think that's a really great point, man, because it, it, it does remind you. And it, a lot of times I feel like for people when they're at, in debt, they don't – they need to have this type of like experience. Either they're budgeting for it and then you're like, man, what the heck? Where's my money going? Right. Um, but it's that realization, right? And a lot of times people, I just don't feel like they – you know, they just – they're not feeling the pinch, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know – I'm feeling that pinch uh, when when this happens. You're just like, ah, oh, I got. And you naturally you just said it with the pen, like you right. feel the pinch, you know. And I think that's a really good motivating factor that um, we're fortunate to kind of have in our background. And I think we feed off each other. I think so because we we enjoy talking about this. A well, lot, so. plus plus, uh, we, I think we start shaming each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's really the, that's really the uh, the driving motivator is. You go over and you see like this new, let's say like a you know shiny new appliance. Yeah, like, mm, no, mm, mm. must be nice. <laughs> exactly. Must be nice. No, but no, I think that's a, but I think that's a healthy exercise for a lot right. of people. But that's kind of where I am. Um, I the strategies, you know, again as I mentioned, it's it's just about continuing to go towards that. But you know, I, I would say once we do another update, maybe three to six months from now, um, it'll be curious to see how that has changed. Right, uh, because I. I've been lucky and fortunate. We've basically nest egg for that saving. Mm-hmm. That extra is now kind of depleted. It's all going towards the house. So let me ask you this. Yeah. When you do pay your extra payments, is mm-hmm. it all uh, from an automated sense or are you manually going, okay, I'm, I, we have this much extra at the end it's of the month? It's automated. Oh, now. okay. So yeah. But now it's – now the question is do I, Continue do that. I change that? Yeah. Sure. Right now I have enough to do it. But then um, as I mentioned, it's like we're – I'm I'm falling a little bit short each month. Now, okay, starting to starting to uh, this month actually. Gotcha. So I'll be curious to see how we do. Uh, but it had it not been for this Australia trip mm-hmm. and the fact that you know, uh, like why my wife's birthday is coming up, sure, sure. and it's a big birthday, and then the um, holiday season. I want to say I would be able to do it. So starting January would be a good mm-hmm. test to see. So right. I'll give an, everybody an update on okay. how that goes. Very cool. How about you though, man? I, I know that uh, I took a lot of time talking about that. But paying off the house within 10 years, um, how, is, is, is that pretty much tied to point number one you had about being financially independent, right? It, it is it, it is tied to that. But again, it's 
I'm not putting all of my eggs into the house at the moment, yep. right? So I, I had mentioned before that I'm kind of splitting uh, whatever I have every, at the end of at the end of every month. I'm putting some of it in the house and some of it into investments and so forth. And right. at the moment, it's all done automatically. So I, I I don't really feel the pinch as much because it's just because when I, whenever I put everything in automatic mode, it just doesn't seem as bad. So that's why yeah. I that's uh, which is one of the reasons why I don't put um, make my credit card payments automatic because if that's done automatically, then I don't feel the pinch versus when I actually go through and look at the statement and go, what, uh, why did I buy that? <laughs> do I need? Do I really need oh, that? Totally and and it's, I get all these buyer remorse and by doing that, I think. Um, I believe that it gives me the pain that uh, that I need to, you know, make sure that I don't do those type of spending the following month. Yet, you know, but then again, there's always this little things, knickknacks here and there that you know you think is good to buy at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. But in any case, uh, I think um, again at, at the at the moment, if the market crashes, because I'm splitting my uh, my pot from the market and putting it into the house, I say it still seems like it's worst case scenario is still 15 years, which is still you know uh, much better than 30 years I had That's originally. And but if again if um as if the markets keep going as you know as well as it does right now then yeah it could easily do it in ten years or even less than that but <clears throat> but I would have to say it's gonna be difficult um, not difficult but I mean this is like really like oh it must be nice type of yeah, scenarios yeah. but uh, in the event where my investment account has enough to just pay off the balance of the I was house just gonna ask yeah that, so yeah. that's gonna be an interesting day because I don't yeah. that's gonna I, I may just decide to or my wife and I may just decide to just continue paying the mortgage as is or and just not touch our savings uh-huh. because or we can just you know we just take out you know uh, cash out the savings and you know, pay for uh-huh. for all this because the the <clears throat> thought process there would be if you make a lump sum payment mm-hmm. you would just pay it off you exactly. would save the interest but then you would that the downside would be you would potentially lose the amount that that amount that you could continue investing. Exactly. Over a years, I mean, right? th- that's the opportunity cost, right? Is um, yeah. is continue to invest and you know make your money grow because in today's in today's climate, it's not that hard because my mortgage interest is about it is three and a half percent. Yeah. And in today's climate, it's not that hard to make more than three and a half percent. So it's just from a math point of view, it makes more sense for me to just continue investing, right? right. Because even if um, with all the recession and so forth, I mean the S and P five hundred has been averaging, I mean close to ten yeah. percent um, for the last thirty years yeah. or so. So if you know, using that math, it doesn't make sense for us to do the um, uh, pay off the mortgage at three and a half percent. However, it just—I know for you and I, it just helps us to sleep at, at night Absolutely. to to understand that hey, um, one day I'm, I won't have to pay this mortgage, and one day, even if the economy goes to crap, yep. then I still have a home right. that I can live in and not worry about anything. Yep. Yeah, because essentially, if you just do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you're you're missing out on potentially six and a half percent right uh, return on no, that on average on right? average right. Uh, but then, of course, you then have to balance the risks. So it really depends on what's what makes sense for you. Right? Exactly. Although I, I had an interesting conversation with a coworker of mine, mm-hmm. and because he had he had told me that he wanted to, uh, they were I think a month away from paying out their mortgage and then and I think they were kind of gung-ho with the whole Dave Ramsey model and yeah. so forth but then at the end they were thinking like well my neighbor if if my if the house if we had a big earthquake and the house collapsed then his neighbor who probably still has about 20 years left on his mortgage can just walk and leave and not have, take that big of a penalty whereas he has put in so much money into the house yeah. that um, he can't he can no longer longer do that right yeah so I mean that's, that's a it's, it's a risk as well if you put all your money in a house so that's it's not true. it's not like I mean, I'm not painting a picture where you put everything in the house, then it's going to be risk-free and so forth. But yeah. it's still, I mean, there's going to be one, some sort of risk one way yeah. or another. 
That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, I never thought about that. Hmm. Now maybe I should rethink one. Yeah, but <laughs> but then again, you should do whatever um, lets you sleep at night, exactly. right? Because this is because I I I see what he's saying, but I totally I kind of don't agree because to me is um, even if I spent like a hundred or like let's say hundred fifty thousand dollars to fix a place, it's not like I could find another place in Southern California for hundred fifty thousand oh, dollars, right? Oh, so that's a really oh, so maybe that's, I'm back on the other yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how I mean that's what I was arguing with him. Mm. It's not like I can find another place. That's a really that good cheap, point, right? Yeah. Hmm. So, oh, that's an interesting discussion, right? But cool, very cool. But again, I mean, right, right now we're we're on track, at on the track, moment, right? Yeah. And you're on track within ten years. Within, well, again, Roughly. it just depends on the the Roughly. market. But Definitely. I mean, at the moment, yeah, we are. Got it. Okay. Uh, what about the third point you had, Van? Fully fund kids' undergraduate education, which we had touched upon during the sure. five twenty nine episode. Again, you guys can go back and listen <laughs> to that, right? Um, how's so, that going? So after that research, I realized that man, I, I don't know if I'm. If I'm uh, half funding it, a quarter funding, or fully funding it, yeah. because uh, just doing all that research, it seems that one, no, nobody really knows uh, yeah. what college is going to cost, and at the rate that we're going, then it's I'm barely just um, scratching the surface, I yeah. believe, because at the rate, if based on the type of increases that we're seeing, I mean, I should really save like at like least as, at least six hundred dollars yeah. a month, right? Which I think is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, I think with the with the with the college saving is that's that that's definitely has some uncertainty to it because I, I at the end of the day I don't really know what the costs are going to be on that one because wow. at the moment I'm just doing 300 per kid Got so, it. so um, I see what you mean yes and and that was just um with that mentality I thought it 300 per kid was more like um more or less like half funding their yeah. their savings uh, their their savings um their college savings however with uh, if it's gonna double every ten, you know five years, it's uh, I don't think that three hundred is gonna be any good. <laughs> so this 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 is gonna be a wait and see kind of exactly. progress because you could potentially be on track, right. or you could potentially be way off track, exactly just depending on how education goes. Right. Exactly. And if they go to a private school, then I mean I'm way under <laughs> at yeah. that moment. I hear which it. is which is sad, right? Because you're, sad. you're thinking that um, because most people who put money into their college savings, they, they probably think that oh, um, if I put in a couple hundred dollars a month, then you know by the time they're 18, it should be enough, right? Yeah. And it's even more sad when you start when they're like in um, you know in, in middle school or in like elementary school, which um, you know in, right. in that case you you should be putting in more, but most people uh, probably can't afford that, right? Yeah. So it's, that's yeah, that's just a disappointing for a lot of people. I feel right. like. So, which kind of makes me, I kind of, in a, in a way, I kind of wish that um, California offered some uh, like a prepaid plan because yeah. um, at the rate that uh, because at the rate that the tuitions are rising today, I don't think my investments are going to keep pace. That's the thing. And a prepaid yeah. plan reminder for everybody is really just a plan offered by some states in the U.S. that allows right. people to basically make a certain amount of payments that would guarantee them. Uh, right. to college tuition, right? Well, keep in mind, there are some states that guarantee them, some states that do not guarantee. Oh, right, so, uh, right. but unfortunately, California is neither. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't provide any of that. It's too bad. Right. But then then again, I, I, I am sure that for the states that do um, provide that, uh, it's – I'm not sure if yeah. they're in the best financial state Agreed. either, right? So, Agreed. in the future, if uh, college costs – I mean, between – um, when they're born versus 18 years from now, I mean, it that college cost can be astronomical, right? Yeah, and agreed. I'm not sure. It could be like 10 times, 20 times. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But um, I'm not even sure if the state can pay for that. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. Get, and frankly, with the uh, with how government works, it just seems like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no no guarantee on anything right now. Right. Uh, Van, let's. that's a good segue into the last point um, okay. of your goals. Uh, 
you had mentioned teaching your kids proper use of money. Mm-hmm. You had talked about an article you were reading. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, obviously Eleanor and Heather are very, very young. Right. Um, to the point where I think there's certain things you could probably do with Heather, obviously not with Eleanor being so young. Right. But are you starting to teach them um, money in a very basic sense? And what are your strategies going forward as they start to get older <laughs> to kind of get them to get better with money? Is it listening to this every day? No, <laughs> they could care less. Although uh, it's funny because whenever I'm in the car, uh, I ask Heather, "What do you, you want to listen to music or talk show?" And then she says, "Talk show." Oh, and then usually cool. I put this on, or I put what, what are my other podcasts? Oh, on. that's so, so cute. She, I didn't know that. So she doesn't mind listening to the podcast, Very which nice. is cool. But um, then again, she has to be in a mood too, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> and right. she and the cool thing, she doesn't have to listen to it at two times no. speed that let, that our like wives our listen wives. to. Yeah, so rude. <laughs> and our wives are such great proponents of telling everybody else to listen at two and a half speed. <laughs> exactly. We should repeat this on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> right but um, as far as teaching the kids money I, I actually think uh, Heather is still a little young for it because Got she it. is she just turned three yeah and I think right now it's just I'm trying to teach her how to share yeah that's, <laughs> so, that's so, the, a good point. so the concept of money and bartering I think is different but I, I the interesting thing is I think her her um her grandfather my, my father-in-law has yeah. taught her how to negotiate because she's, yeah. she's a very good negotiator yeah, she is <laughs> In the sense where she says no and uh, I don't want it. And um, oh I know whenever I ask her to do something, she's like, oh, uh, five more minutes, daddy. And uh. <laughs> so she she knows how to do that. But as far as from money, I think it's still pretty foreign to her. And it's the only thing about money is like she likes to push like the buttons and things like that. So sometimes I let her uh, go on, you know, after I put in my pin in the ATM, oh, I let her cute. push the button on the thing. And she oh. and I let her take the money out. So you know, th- things like that. things, right? Yeah. So, but, um, but as far as teaching them money, it's, it's a little young. Are there certain things that you anticipate doing um, over the next maybe two, three years as they start, like especially with with Heather being able to start, you know, having full on conversations with right. you? Um, are you going to make a concerted effort to that or more just, you know, as the opportunity arises, you know, maybe to show her? Certain things. I think it's going to be a little bit of a mix of both. Okay. I have actually. Um, I recently read that book, "Smart Money, Smart Kids" by Dave Ramsey. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, how it's, was that? It's a very good book. Yeah. I mean, it's. There are certain things that I don't agree with, but there are a lot of things that I do agree with. So for, for one, for one thing I do agree with is um, the fact that uh, in his household, when he um, he raised all of his kids, he, nobody got allowances. So mm-hmm. what they did was okay. every whenever you would have every. Uh, you have a bunch of tasks you have to do around the house. Let's say you have to clean up your room and things like that. Yeah. So it's just like you know, as a job, as your job as a kid in the house, you have to do these tasks. And if you do, if you don't do these tasks, you don't get paid. And if you do these tasks, you do get paid. Uh. And then if um, let's say they need extra money around the house, it's not like you know, uh, you know Daddy Dave can give, can just open the wallet and just give them yeah. money willy nilly, right? Um, so the thing is, he had to he made them basically find other work around the house to um, to oh, do it. So let's say like. Um, you know, I'm going to test um, Heather to clean up her room, um, you know, brush her teeth and do all these things, right? Yeah. Like, like these simple tasks. But then let's say if she needs more money, then I can have her maybe uh, clean up the yard or things like that nice. to find money, more money around the house. And How many kids does Dave Ramsey have? He has three kids. Three kids. Yeah. Okay. And what do you – did he have like a rule of thumb on at what age – you can start doing this where it starts to make sense. I believe I want to say around like four or five. Four or five, yeah. yeah. Because I think four is kind of when they start to grasp the start. concept. Because mm-hmm. I think at three, I mean, granted, my daughter is a young three, yeah. So I know um, as they get to um, towards four, you know, they they start to mature. Oh, well, sure. Maybe not mature is it right? <laughs> they start to uh, develop quite a bit, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so I would say around four or uh, five is when I would start this. Okay. And, and the cool thing he was saying is. 
when you have uh, – well, maybe this applied more back in the days, but uh, he's trying to say that this may apply now as well, um, is that when you provide um, – when you give them money, it's not you know you shouldn't give it to them digitally because from a digital standpoint, it doesn't seem that valuable. But if you can give a, have a piggy bank or like a like a uh, empty jar where yeah. they can actually see the money in there, then it would actually uh, seem like it's growing, right? Because factor, exactly yeah. because if it's in just a, a digital bank account, they see a number and it's like okay, like you know I know nine is you know, lower than ten, yeah, <laughs> but it's really no intrinsic value for them. But if they see, um, you know it. Because he's really pushing for more of a cash type of um, system, which I think is great um, as a kid. But I think when you go grow older, um, it would be interesting to see how we can transition them to more of a digital. Because yeah. t- today, my wife and I, we hold almost no cash in the house, yeah. and we're all digital. But you know, I I I, I, have to, I still haven't figured out how to make that transition yet. Let's put it that way. But then again, that's that's years away, so it's yeah. not something I have to worry about today. Well, cool. Yeah, well, that sounds good. The future van. Yeah, the future van. <laughs> figure that out. Um, well. We're eager to hear uh, how that goes. I, I definitely um, am curious to see how Heather, you know, especially with Heather, right. how, how does money mature over the next six months even. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't want to give them an allowance, though. That's that's for sure. That's, that's um, because that's something – I don't want them to feel entitled that they, they have to have this money. It's, it. it's like if they do their job, then they get it. If they don't, then for, it. forget it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And that book, again, is what? Uh, it's called uh, Smart, Smart Money, Smart Kids. Smart Money, Smart yeah. Kids. So we'll put that in the show notes mm-hmm. um, if you guys – uh, are in a similar stage as Van is with, you know, young toddlers in the house and you're thinking about, you know, how do you, you know, you want them to understand money. This might be a great book for you to read. Right. Um, cool, Van. Uh, let's transition. Well, I'll, I'll give an update on the last goal I had, um, YNAB, which, yeah. which is YNAB uh, budget. So the, the big the big change, guys, is uh, I'm going to finally upgrade my YNAB system Ooh. <laughs> from YNAB 4.0 to YNAB Online. YNAB uh, Online. Or not yeah. online, but the more the newer version, which is basically a lot much more streamlined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, Van, and you and I were talking a little bit about personal capital. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Personal I'm, still, cap- I'm still waiting for my $20. I know. Right now. What the heck? Yeah. They, they like are not very good. I connected all my accounts. Um you know, but after thinking through, and I was like, I, I totally see how this system can work, um, and I compared that with YNAB, and I know YNAB costs um, four dollars and seventeen cents a month. That's their big thing. Right. Uh, but given the historicals and the fact that I I know the the software, it seemed like a better fit for what I was gonna do. Sure. Um, I haven't made the upgrade yet, but I will once I get back from this trip. Um, I'm very excited about this because you can finally do it on your phone. Okay. Uh, and the, the reason why this change has happened is be- precisely because of my first goal about making extra payments. Because I'm starting, I'm running out of that extra fund. Mm-hmm. I know that I have to be very penny pinching now. Sure. So when I'm out and about and I'm looking at, can I buy this? Can I not? I'm going to be looking at this and that number is going to stare me in the face. Like, Interesting. Are you going to be there? Right now, that's not possible with the YNAB software that I have because it was an old kind of desktop software. But this one is going to be connected on the cloud. Mm. It's going to be um, it'll automatically categorized for me so I don't necessarily have to type in every single one of my expenses like I do now. That's cool. So it'll be all connected just like personal capital, I think. Um, you know, I'll have all my bank accounts access to it, et cetera, um, and I'll be able to access from my phone. So I will keep everybody updated. And if yeah. anybody is looking to go into a budgeting software on, you know, how I like it, it's month to month. Uh, I wonder if there's a referral bonus. 
I know. I should. <laughs> I should ask them. I, I'm, like, I'm like the biggest fan. Exactly. Jeez, yeah, yeah. these people. But, but that's kind of where I'm at. Actually, I was thinking that we should probably post the personal capital um, referral link as well on our yeah, website. So that way, be because uh, I, I know that uh, I know we provide this as a free service for everybody, but there is an operational cost that we have on the on the back end. That's and, right. And any little bit count. I mean, we're not we, we're not asking to do um, at least at at the moment we're not doing any kind of Patreon or anything like that yep. at the moment. But if um, we're going to, you know, in, within the next few weeks, we're going to start setting, uh, hopefully setting up some affi- affiliate links and yep. things like that. So if you guys, um, if you guys think that those products are for you, yeah. uh, definitely click on it and uh, use our links on our website yeah. at awardaboutwealth.com. Yeah, we could definitely use the support. Um, even just a dollar here or so right. <laughs> there can help <laughs> offset some of the costs that right. um, that do go in each month in producing this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Van, let's close out. Sure. Um, I know we're, we're we're coming up on oh almost forty five minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the last question here is: Are you looking to set new goals mm-hmm. uh, starting in twenty eighteen outside of the four that you've listed? Sure. Um, and if so, what are they? If not, you know, um, how do how do you feel like this? All of these goals might impact your wealth. Sure. So. I would say the the only thing that's kind of new is um it kind of relates back to the college savings because right now I have everything in a five twenty nine and yeah. learning about this mega backdoor Roth IRA and so forth I, I'm trying to figure out how to fund the uh, college funds through the mega backdoor Roth IRA because I feel that that would be more advantageous for my wife and I um, especially if we plan to. Um, if we do have a much um, significant, uh, significantly less income in the future and so forth, right? So um, by doing the mega backdoor Roth IRA, we may, you know, my, our kids may be, they may have more opportunities to, you know, for other types of funding, right? Got it. So, yeah. and, and for folks, again, uh, basically what you're saying, man, is you're trying to look for an alternative way to save uh, up for college right. without having to utilize a 529, which are strictly for college correct right because I, the way i see it is um i feel like my wife and i are being penalized or being responsible yeah. because somebody who makes the same income as us and you know they buy all these expensive stuff and not save for their college um they may get more uh they may get more financial aid than my kids will even though you know my wife and i did our due diligence to do all that yeah. so it's not like saying that oh i'm trying to you know they may, people are maybe maybe thinking hey fan maybe is you know is thinking uh, looking for a free ride and all right. that. it's not that at all it's just i'm trying to more or less level the playing field yeah, here because totally you know, in, a, in a way I feel like it's kind of unfair for people who are responsible to put in money in their 529 and so forth Agreed. because the, you know, I know um, the way it works in um, when you do when you fill out the financial aid form is if you have assets like that it does hurt you <laughs> in yeah, a way that's yeah. so weird yeah but yeah, to your point. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Um, and then basically continuing to work on the goals that you have currently. Pretty right? much because, yeah, at the moment we're just kind of buried in baby stuff. So it's hard to yeah. come up with new goals. Well, and, you have four yeah. very good goals. And right. I feel like uh, they are – would you say that these are more short-term or long-term? They're definitely long-term, right? I would say. Um, because, and uh, my, my Because my wife and I actually were talking about what other goals we have for 2018. And I, I frankly just told her um, – we're just, I'm just too tired most yeah. of the time to come up with new things. Financially or in general? Well, we were, it was just, we were talking about ourselves as um, oh, as a couple. Enough. And then we and then we were kind of giving some ideas, but nothing too concrete. But then yeah. from, a, from a financial standpoint, because I always like to throw in that into it. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see uh, an immediate need to change anything. Yeah. There. Yeah. Just so, taking care of the kids. How about you, sir? You know, uh, I actually don't have any new financial goals uh, for 2018. I, I, I'm really just curious about my two goals. I'm, I'm fairly simple and straightforward. You know this mm-hmm. pretty well, man. Sure. I, although one thing that I I am starting to think a little bit about more so, um, and again I put this very tentatively, is 
you know, is there something I, I'm missing out in not investing mm-hmm. a little bit more heavily? Um, and I, I think that personally, uh, I mean, if you want my take, yeah. on it, I, th- I think you are yeah. um, because it, I think if um, in, a, in a boom market like this, I think you are. But in a re- down recession, I think um, you should. That's probably when you sh- it, um, you and your wife should sit down and figure out if you want to, con- you want to yeah. get into it. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. I think what you're doing is is good. I yeah. mean, most people would be lucky to be in your position yeah, right absolutely. now. But I would say. Um, because looking at the, I know the interest rate you have, I think you are at a three and a half percent as well. Exactly. Then, um, uh, then you know, if the market has been doing way higher than that yeah. lately, right? And they so. have, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's where I'm starting to think like, oh, maybe I I know I want to be very easy and straightforward, sure. but that comes with a cost sometimes. Mm-hmm. And right. um, so those are things we're thinking about. Uh, but at the same time, trying to you know see where where everything lands. Um, you know, but for 2018, right. you know, we'll see. Maybe over the next right. six months, uh, you know, we'll have different conversations mm-hmm. and, and we'll keep everybody updated. But, but then again, I would say, like, you know, this is what keeps you and your wife asleep at night. So just do yeah. what you're doing. It's, what you're doing now is not wrong by any means. Right. right? So it's well, just something that. that <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's just um, it's just not uh, it's just something that you and your wife agree with. But, you know, it's not necessarily that what my wife and I agree with exactly. completely, um, completely. So it's just, you know. Yeah. makes, uh, And I think that's a really good point mm-hmm. about, you know, when you're. Talking to other people and what we, what we're doing on this podcast, mm-hmm. you need to find something that works for you, right? And whether that's more of a approach that I'm taking or more of an approach that Van is taking, either way, um, all those works. So it's sure. just a matter. And if you guys have a personal situation, please write in as well. Right. We'd love to hear about kind of some of the goals that you're doing. Right. Uh, maybe that can help enlighten both Van and I, and we can go from there. Yeah, and, if, and this is your chance to, because if, if we ever take off, then it's, we're yeah. going to be all inundated with emails. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, That's I mean, right. But, if you, <laughs> but I think this is a good opportunity for those folks who actually want to get some, uh, some uh, maybe not official advice but at least some of our points on uh, some of our ideas on what um, certain topics right yeah, because I, I know I, I have these uh, conversations at work uh, pretty often yeah. and it's uh, it's nice if uh, people who are listening to this uh, have other questions as yeah. well and I, and I think Van one of the things that for our speaking of goals for our goal for uh, word about wealth for next year is you know obviously we're going to continue doing these podcasts um, sharing financial knowledge and entertainment with all of you yeah. but one of the things that we feel like we can we would love to get be able to do more is really almost like an open call for folks who are interested in kind of talking about their financial situation right. and we can help you know, guide them or provide some guidance on what's the best way to attack certain things. Um, and if we can almost make that as a mini series, mm-hmm. that would be something we are lo- eagerly looking forward right. to. But um, so far, I know that's a bigger time commitment for a lot of other folks. But right. um, if there's folks out there listening that are interested in that, um, please reach out. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see if we can do something to help you as well. For sure. So go from there. Uh, Van, do you want to close out? Yeah, certainly. So again, if you have any other questions, comments, or other topics that we'd like to um, for us to talk about, please feel free to email us at awordaboutwealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at our website at awordaboutwealth.com. And please continue to rate, review, and share this podcast. And I think we're at about 15 now. 15? 15. So we're about 15% of our goal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> of 100. I wish it was wish it was higher. Come on, yeah. folks. Yeah, really so need the help. Again, please uh, continue to share the word about wealth. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you later. All right. Take care. Bye.